and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers, and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate, and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Jill Lublin, a master publicity strategist, consultant and best-selling author. Jill consistently wows her audience worldwide with her entertaining and interactive keynotes, seminars and training programs on publicity, networking and influence marketing. Jill has shared her powerful networking and publicity strategies on the stages of Anthony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Richard Simmons and many more. Over the past 25 years, Jill has worked with ABC, NBC, CBS and other national and international media as a highly regarded publicity expert. She has been featured in the New York Times, Women's Day, Fortune Small Business, Entrepreneur and Inc. magazines. With three national best-selling books, Jill is acknowledged as the go-to person for building success through influence marketing, networking and publicity. She's also the producer and host of the TV show, Messages of Hope, which inspires people to take positive action to improve their lives and create a better world. Let's get inspired by this amazing woman. Enjoy. So today we have with us Jill Lublin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So we were just actually saying how it's your Friday late afternoon and it's uh, our Saturday morning here in Melbourne. So um, even though we are on the other end of the world. Yes, and I love love Melbourne. I just have to tell you, it's such a wonderful, wonderful town. Yeah. So Jill, you were actually saying you're going to a meditation retreat just so our listeners can sort of tap into the conversation we're having beforehand. Yes, well, you know, my spiritual life is also very important to me, just as my business life is, and I think balance is important, so I always uh, take time to nurture that part of me, let me just say that. Mm. And how do you often do you do that, Jill? Well, I, I make sure that I have some kind of spiritual, whether it's a retreat, a teacher, somebody I'm studying with, or just my own communing with nature which I love and I find very rejuvenating you know at least monthly mm, that's gorgeous and, we, and then I meditate daily on the whole but um, I'm talking about just more of a depth in-depth learning so do you when's your best time to meditate for you uh usually I like it first when I wake up really you know setting the tone for the day and 
bringing in all my guides and angels and starting the day. So I tend to like that. And at night, I like to do what I'm grateful for. I like to mention and speak out loud five things I'm grateful for. Oh, I love it. I do that, but I don't do it out loud. Why? If Can I ask you why you do it out loud? Well, I think it's powerful. I like if I can, I, I actually speak it to someone and I ask them to tell me the same. So you can get you get a gratitude buddy, Catherine, and do it that way. Mm. Just give, give them a quick call and, you know, it's two minutes each and that's it. It's just real simple. But I, I think speaking out loud, it gives it a, more of an energy versus just in my head. It's Now it's spoken out onto the universe. Mm. So, Jill, for our listeners, let's unpack Jill Lublin. What exactly do you do? So, my main focus and what I've, what I've been helping people with for more than 24 years is supporting publicity and getting their word out. Um, you know, I, I feel that I'm a messenger of messengers. So, I love helping people get their word out, create visibility strategies, and, and that's usually centered around publicity. Um, I also help people get book deals. So people might just have a great book idea inside them and not a word has to be written. And I can frankly help them get a book deal. And for self-published authors, I go to the international book fairs in Frankfurt, Germany and London, England, and help people get foreign rights deals for their books that they've already written. So it's both ways. That's super amazing. So for our listeners, for, for those that are authors and have got books, they can actually make contact with you and you can actually um, have their books land a deal in Europe somewhere. Absolutely. Well, Europe, Asia, South America, it's selling all, all, all foreign rights, yes. And then those of you who just are, have some book burning inside you, you know you need to write, talk to me about it. There's ways to get your book published and shown to publishers and authors. So, uh, excuse me, publishers and agents. So I help people do that too. So Jill, how, do, how does that work? So if you've got a book idea, do you get obviously you, somebody else write the book for the individual? Is that right? Um, well, not always. Some people like to write their own book. I I tend to be a believer in, you know, have at least somebody help you get the book structured and written because what I've noticed about too many people is, oh, I got a great book idea and, oh, I'm writing that book. And and then their perfectionist tendencies take over and somehow they never get the book done. And that's not unusual. You know, most people have something, you know, I, I met one woman, she told me she's been working on her book for 10 years. You know, to me, it's kind of like just do what it takes to get the book out. Yeah, I, I I could relate to that. It took me, my first book took me three and a half years because I was procrastinating and my stuff was coming yes. up as I was writing it. Um, and then I set myself a challenge where over Christmas I had a month to myself and I wrote my book, my second book in three and a half weeks. So it was just a matter that I wanted to challenge myself and I thought if I can do it in three and a half years, I think I can do it in three and a half weeks and I did. But that did take a lot of time and energy and I had to be, um, I, well, basically I was locked up in a room for pretty much three and a half weeks. So, Jill, you've got a book. Yes, I do. It's a new book called Profit of Kindness and I'm very excited. It's with a major publisher. Um, it just came out and I'm thrilled to tell you I've already been on uh our CBS TV in the States and Fox News. 
Um, I'm going to be in, I already have been actually in Inc. Magazine and Fortune Small Business and CEO magazines, all kinds of fabulous things. I feel very uh, rewarded and, you know, I practice what I preach in terms of publicity. I've been getting a lot of it. Um, but Profit of Kindness is about how to use kindness in business and kindness in your life to really make a difference and using it as a principle that's not just, you know, airy-fairy, but really uh, real-world ways to do it, simple things to do so that your life is more fulfilled. Because, you know, interestingly enough, when I wrote Profit of Kindness with a writer, I might add, and with some help, um, I, you know, we really discovered how much kindness improves people's lives, makes them happier, typically they're richer, uh, certainly often usually more fulfilled. That's, that's the power of kindness. Mm, so Jill, how do you bring kindness into, uh, you know, into your work? Um, and w- give us some examples. Sure. Well, you know, in in your work daily, one of the things in profit of kindness, you know, most people are measuring for return on investment, and we measure for return on kindness or rocks as we call it. And um, in profit of kindness, I actually give a sevenfold path for how to be kinder and simple words like flexibility and compassion, generosity, patience. Those are return on kindness principles that are actually fairly simple to do with some focus and tension Um, But one of the things, Catherine, I'm really big about, you know, everybody talks about creating a a random acts of kindness. And I I really am on a roll and a campaign, I might add, for people to practice conscious acts of kindness. Mm. Yeah. So when you're saying conscious, it's like basically living and breathing it daily. Exactly. Wow. So what would be, how do you do that? I mean, we were, we're, we're in this kind of environment or we all live in this world that it's very fast paced. So how do you consciously, what's the trick for you where you are conscious? This is how I'm going to behave or act today. Well, um, so a couple different things. One is for me, it's now ingrained and I am always looking for what's What's something I can do to contribute? What? Uh, how can I be kinder? If I get through a whole day and discovered I haven't done something that creates kindness or helps someone, then I will send an email. I will write a personal note. I will just do something that somehow connects. I will send a nice text honoring someone. Do something that honors in a in a nice way. Mm, I like that. So that would be, so for example, for our listeners, if they get to the end of their day and they're uh, coming up with three or four or five uh, bits of, uh, you know, the, the, the things that they're grateful for the day, and if they connect that they haven't been kind in some way, shape or form, then you act on it immediately so that it becomes habitual that every day you do an act of kindness. Yes, a conscious act of kindness. Look for ways that you can make a difference, large and small, and these do not have to be earth-shattering or expensive. I mean, it can be as simple as please put on a smile as you're, and really look at someone as you're passing them in the street. Mm. You know, buy someone a cup of coffee or tea behind you. 
Um, you know, simple little things that are generous. Open the door of a woman with a stroller and a baby, you know, and, and or someone not just because it's, it's a nice thing to do and it feels good. Because mm. kind, kindness really elevates the heart and the spirit. It's amazing what it, what it does. Oh, absolutely. And I remember there was a time I was in New York and I, I'm always holding the door for people. And, uh, this lady turned around and she said to me, you're not from New York, are you? And I said, no. And so that made me realize that, you know, um, and a few times I'd had made, people had made con- comments like that. And it just really made me realize that things are so fast there that people are into their own little world. Mm. Which is interesting. So, Jill, you actually said before, I am a messenger of messengers. What does that mean exactly? Um, so what that really looks like, you know, I believe that everybody has a message. There are messages that are through, done through your work or through your personal conviction. And one of the things I love to do is help people get clear on their message. And, and actually this for me is a, a gift from God that I have that really has the ability to translate people's messages as I hear them, and then uh, get that message out in a way that helps them messenger spread their message further. Because I believe that really most of us are messengers, um, and we do it through our work, our, what we love, you know, hopefully we get paid for it, or not. Maybe it's volunteer work, maybe it's your children. I mean, it could be any number of factors but i do believe that we have messages in us and then the question is how to get it out and that's that's what i love to do and make it simple and easy so maybe for our listeners uh because we do have a lot of um you know lots of women actually from the age of 28 to 40 who are in business and who are entrepreneurs so how would you work with them for example if they need to be clear on their message or their brand what would be some of the things that you actually would do with the individual well, a couple things. One is, you know, I'm always big on having a formula. Um, and the formula that I like to use is what's the problem out there? Like we have to identify what's the problem out in the marketplace or out in the world that you are somebody who solves that. But let's identify the problem first. Mm. Because what the media loves and wants is they need experts mm. and they need sources and they need people who solve problems? That's always good, right? Mm, yep. So that's that's what I'm looking at. How do you solve the problem out there? Mm. Oh, I do. I actually um, I look at that in, I call it the pain points. So what are the pain points or the biggest pain points for you to find a solution for your customers' pain points? Would that be similar? It's a lot similar. Different question, yep. but it's similar. Mm. Oh, I love it. So, and the other thing that we were speaking about, Jill, is you've done some work with Anthony Robbins. Did you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Oh, it was such a joy. I actually got picked to speak on his stage as one of uh, 24 speakers. Now, you'll laugh because all of them were male except for me. So, uh, there I was in Las Vegas, Nevada, and realized I should go buy a dress. Like, I wasn't going to come out in dress. I had a pantsuit and was ready to come out in that. And well, as soon as I found out I was the only woman, I went and got a, a really pretty feminine lacy skirt. It's adorable. I still wear it. And um, and it was such an honor and a blessing to speak for that. 
if uh, when you go to my website on jilllublin.com, it has a bit of a, a, a piece you can see from it. But yeah, pretty exciting stuff. And, and what a great, great blessing. Mm, and how did that come about, Jill? Was that something that you approached, uh, put your hand up for? Or was it something that you were handpicked for? Well, so this is a part, you know, I wrote a, one of my books is on networking. I've written four books. Um, some people have children and well, I have books and cats, <laughs> four of each, I might add, four books and four cats. Um, so one of the things, one of my books is on networking. And one of the clients I've uh, had in the past and have also done some speaking for was a wonderful man named Chet Holmes. Chet was a sales trainer, very famous uh, in his own right, with many books. And he had done many programs with Tony. And uh, Chet really Chet saw me speak when I spoke for Jay Conrad Levinson, who is the grandfather of guerrilla marketing, has written all the guerrilla books with people like me. Um, wonderful band too, and and he had used to put on these conferences, and so Chet saw me speak at one of them, and he then did the intro to Tony. And, you know, that was it. I mean, it was that simple. He really brought me on, and I'll always be grateful to him for that. Mm, that's awesome. So, Jill, with the benefits of hindsight, would you have done anything differently in your life or career? Oh, yeah, well, I hope the answer is yes. I mean, somebody answers no, I probably don't believe them. But, um, <laughs> of course, I would do lots of things different, one of which I'd start my business with a lot more cash flow. And I'd probably use other people's money um, and really get some investments and or good bank loans. But I'd have more of a of a net under me. Uh, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm highly creative. And I just go, you know. And it's worked. And I've been lucky. Uh, but I, I think from a sustainability standpoint and a lower stress point for sure, uh, having some investment money under you or you know bank loans uh, certainly helps and I think that would be great and I also along that same line would have gotten more financially literate quicker now I have gotten financially literate since I've started my business but I didn't start that way I didn't know what a P&L was I didn't know how to do balance sheets I'm still you know to this day a little bit gun shy around all the financials I just know it continues to work, but I certainly uh, would have gotten myself trained a lot quicker, and I think that would help. Mike, I'm right there with you, Jill. I actually outsource that because that's just one of those things. I just work with my strengths, and that's just definitely not one of strengths when it comes to numbers and finance. Oh, uh, I agree. I agree, but it's still important to, like now, I you know I look at my P and L every month. I never used to. Um, I understand my numbers and and I at least look at them. So I think that's really important, and it's not a place I always was. Mm. No, I, I look at them, but I just don't do them. But yeah, exactly. I, and I'd love to. I mean, it's. I think it's this year. I've. I've decided that I want to work more on my business than in my business and, and, and get a better understanding about everything in my business from marketing to finance, which is something I've outsourced for years. But, you know, you, I'm a bit of a generalist. I know a little bit about everything, but I don't know everything. And I think this year there's more curiosity about me understanding a little bit more about everything. Mm, I think it's like a self-mastery, right? Mm. And I think it's important that we – 
start to master um, our, ourself, our business, our numbers, you know, it's like, I like to go where scares me sometimes and, you know, I'll hire coaches that I'm a little afraid of because I know that's usually my growing edge Mm. and a place where I want to grow. That's interesting that you say that because I have to say that took me a long time to find a coach uh, because I like a coach to really challenge me, but I've never looked at it in the way that if uh, I go for a coach that, that I'm scared of, for example. That's really interesting. Yeah, well, and I use that term, you know, when I say scared, meaning my heart pounds a little bit when I talk to them. That's the challenge part. That's exactly what you're talking about. Because they're not just going to be a yes, yes, man or woman. It's like, yes, Jill, and what can you do to make this bigger, brighter, bigger, you Mm. know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And right, not just like, oh, that's good, good idea. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, well... If you try it this way, it might work better. And um, have you thought about this? And, you know, that I don't think that's going to work mm. is yeah. sometimes the thing you have to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jill, during your whole adventure, um, what has been some of your greatest lessons that you have learned? Um, well, a couple things. You know, writing books, I, I've, I, in a way, I wish I would have started earlier. Um, like even quicker, like now I have four books and I know what that feels like. And it's a wonderful feeling and it's really enhanced my career, but I get to do speaking all around the world. That's why I've been to Melbourne, by the way, and I was speaking in Melbourne and, um, all throughout many parts of the world. But I think that for me would make, makes a big difference, um, to get that kind of legacy going, frankly, as quick as you can. Uh, I think is a great thing. I probably would have done that sooner and um, made that happen quicker. I love that. Mm. Just also because I love it, and I think it's a unique, and wonderful opportunity to get to get yourself in in book form and CD form, whatever products. I just think it's a good thing to have your knowledge in a way that other people can really participate with. So that's a beautiful thing. And you were saying before you you actually worked with a writer. So um, maybe talk us through that for our listeners that have got a book in mind and you were saying that you actually, with your last book, you actually sat down with a writer. How does that work? Like, talk us through that. Well, finding a writer that captures your voice is, mm-hmm. is important. Um, some people feel like they want a certain amount of responsibility. Like, for instance, all the interviews, I handled all the interviews because I like that. Mm-hmm. It's fun for me. Um, and she handled much more of the research digging in, which you'll see in Profit of Kindness. We have terrific research. That's because, you know, my writer did that, and she's fabulous at that. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm more of an interviewer, person to person. She's a researcher, writer type. Perfect combination. Mm-hmm. So just make sure that, you know, this person enhances the skills you have and then, frankly, has the skills you don't. Okay, so you actually get somebody else to write your book. You collaborate, though, but you actually the per- the other person writes the book for you. Absolutely, yes. Oh, I love that. So, um, in business, we always ask uh, women of inspiration. What would be some of those pain points for you in your business? Mm. Well, cash flow is one of them. Um, I wish I didn't have to say that, but it's true. I, I think as an entrepreneur, uh, that's just kind of part of the game sometimes. Sometimes they're definitely better than others. Uh, you know, kind of uh, keeping my team, uh, having really good people. Like right now, my uh, main assistant is having a major 
uh, problem with her husband who's got a major health issue that, you know, he will die from. Mm. Um, it's very upsetting and it's something that's impacting our relationship. So now what do I do, right? Somebody yeah. that's been loyal to me and fabulous and she's really going through it. Um, so when the people around you are having real issues, you know, life issues, what do you do, right? Mm. Between being a compassionate person and running a business and having to handle things, it's it's a very delicate and interesting combination. And of course, um, one that requires constant management and constant talking through. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. I've had that same experience where you've you've had somebody work with you for so many years and then all of a sudden something happens and of course that's life. Um but then it's I, I think it's it's you're probably never ever ready for it, are you? Because you think they're gonna be with you forever. Yes, or one hopes, right? Or yep. you know, true. you have a nice relationship and the truth is, uh no, nothing does last forever necessarily and you know, just kinda keeping it uh, as good as you can, um, as powerful as you can, and mm. and making sure, you know, I think for me as a business person that I'm taken care of is important. Mm, absolutely. So and getting the right support. I, mean, I just want to add that in because I think for anyone listening, you know, make sure you have the right support. Um, so, you know, we, I told you about my meditation. Mm. Well, that's, that's support for me. Uh, nature is support for me. Exercise. You know, self-care, um, they are in my calendar. Mm. But it took a while to get there. So, you know, something else I'd say is, you know, get these things in now. Self-care, whatever you like to do that's pleasurable, get them in your calendar. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jill, what do you think is the number one reason why most individuals or businesses uh, don't succeed? Um, I think uh, money and team, <laughs> funny enough, the two mm. very things we were just talking about, mm. um, that team, you know, goes away or something happens. Yeah, yeah. Or the, your, the cash flow or the clients. Yeah, absolutely. So with, you were actually talking about um, helping people translate their books into, you know, foreign languages. Um, what would be the benefit to do that? Obviously to uh, expand your exposure uh, globally, um, but what kind of impact does that have you experienced and have has your customers experienced when they've actually translated their book into a foreign language? Mm, well, just recently I had a woman uh, get a worldwide rights deal uh, for her work, and, you know, this is somebody who is doing some workshops and uh, affected and impacted, you know, a number of people's lives. But truthfully, there's always more, right? Mm. And so one thing I know about her book now and her opportunity now is that she will have the ability to impact far more people. Mm. And we love that. And they have a legacy that, you know, connects people internationally. And that's a good thing. Mm. And how long does it normally take to translate a book into two foreign languages, depending on, I guess, what country? Yes, well, it really depends on the country. European countries tend to be a little faster, Asian countries a little slower. It's a bit of a cultural thing. It depends on the contract they negotiate with the author. But all of that is laid out and, and uh, clear from the get-go uh, with an advance usually paid to an author. Uh, that's why it's so great if you know, you're a self-published author. There's so much opportunity to get your book in foreign languages, and that's a beautiful thing. 
because the truth is we need to have global impact. You and I are on the opposite sides of the world having this wonderful conversation, and that's the power of technology and today. And I just think the world is getting so small in the sense that we're all so connected, and it is a global world, and we need to think and act globally. Mm. And do you find that there are some countries who actually work better than others when it comes to uh, translating your book? Uh, yes, on the whole, on the whole. Um, but, you know, like everything, it's just the question becomes who's going to pick it up. Um, and then, then from there, everything else is negotiated. Mm. But as far as I'm concerned, because when I go to the Frankfurt Book Fair and the London Book Fair, you know, my goal is to hit every country for my clients. Mm. It doesn't, I don't, I don't, uh, discriminate per se, but there, you know, at this point, there are many countries I have very good relationships with because they have particular agents that I talk to all the time and who represent big foreign foreign houses in their country mm. publishing houses in their country yeah wow it's amazing what you do so Jill what advice would you give your younger self mm. I would tell her to take it a little easier <laughs> um, don't work so hard I would tell her to get her self-care in. All these are related, if you notice. Mm -hmm. I would tell her to have fun and make sure to travel as much as possible and um, probably not even go to college first, but just travel for a couple of years. Uh, that would have, that, I wish I would have done that, honestly, um, right after, right after uh, college versus, you know, go right to work. Mm -hmm. And or, you know, in between high school and college, just go right off and start traveling. I think there's a real power in that. And there's so much learning in other cultures and how the world works and uh, different points of view. I, I just think it's so powerful, not to mention negotiation. I mean, I just, the you know, most of the world, um, you know, negotiates and does business differently. So it's good to see what everybody's doing and up to. Mm, absolutely. So, Jill, as you were growing up, who's been your greatest influence? Mm. Um, I would tell you it, it wasn't parental necessarily. I was kind of a bookworm, and I would tell you I did a lot of my learning from books mm. and probably my teachers at school. Mm, okay. So what we do, Jill, as we start wrapping up the show, we always ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word that resonates with you, Jill? Fun. Fun. I love fun. Uh, fun, absolutely. Yeah, you do have lots of fun, don't you? Yes, I do, as much as possible. Yeah. So, Jill, the other thing we do as we wrap up the show, we ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners? Mm, a couple things. One is um, get your message out because it matters and you matter. That's important. Number two, take care of yourself so that your message can continue, so that you can be at your most vibrant, vital self. So whatever that means, naps, walks. I take kitty hug breaks <laughs> and go and pet my cats. I love that. Um, and number three, to have fun, you know, enjoy life and smile and do what gives you pleasure. You know, for me, it's travel, it's meeting new people, it's enjoying cultures, it's 
going out to eat, you know, whatever it is. But enjoy it and enjoy life and live it to its fullest as much as possible every single day. Mm, I love that. And so for our listeners, where could they find you, Jill? You can go to jilllublin.com. Lots of L's in there. So it's J-I-L-L-L-U-B-L-I-N as in Nancy, jilllublin.com. Um, and also for Profit of Kindness, my newest book, go check out profitofkindness.com. And that'll take you right through to be able to purchase it and to take a look at some of the ways that kindness is impacting business and our world. Mm, I love that. And do you run workshops um, um, as, a, as a, I guess, a result of your book? I do. Well, I, I run publicity crash courses and I run them as uh, live webinars so people can take them all over the world with me. Oh, wonderful. So they, and they can find that information on your website? Yes, on jilllublin.com. You can also see more of it on publicitycrashcourse.com. And just let them know that, let us know that you heard us on this podcast and, and we will give you a wonderful, nice discount to come and get your message out in a practical way. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jill, for your time and energy. It's been a wonderful, well, it's been filled with uh, lots of uh, juicy information, actually. So thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy your Friday. Thank you, Catherine, for having me. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.